Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Halloween kills and uh, DC fandom primarily. And uh, this is a this is an exciting episode for a lot of the uh, the old fans of the show. As uh, we told you last week, that was Ron's final episode. His last day with the company was this past Sunday, and uh, I'm sure he'll be stopping in sometime. He does live uh, 60 feet away from Dylan. Uh, so there's a very good chance he pops in sometime. But anyway, um, for all you old old time uh, fans, we thought we'd uh, we'd grace you with uh, a retro and vintage uh, host here for our first guest host. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, guys, this is Dylan. And this is Hyde. And I'm Michael. That's right. Hyde's back. He's Who's here. That? Who's that? God, I, old, I don't even know her. Vintage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, that's that's your Instagram, right? Just, I mean, at this point, I might as well just go back to Westheimer and get this abuse. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it wouldn't be the same without ripping on you. Um, Batman versus Superman is bad. I want to just get that out there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Okay, but anyway, yeah, welcome back, Suicide Squad. Uh, Yeah, no, no, it was Batman. Wait, I I think no, it was both. Yeah, yeah, it was both. It's they're they're still salt in that wound. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there always will be. But um, restore the Snyderverse. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Thanks Uh, for listening, everyone. We we just lost everybody. Okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway, before we go further into uh, the episode, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle. Pickle. Oh, pickle <laughs> of the week. Uh, we didn't we didn't brief hide on that part. Uh, that's new. Uh, or each know. other. So and whatever. Pickle of the week. Uh, my for my pickle of the week is the critical role Tales of Exandria Volume One Bright Queen Number One. Um, with that's is tying into the newest critical role little offshoot thing, um, hosted by Abria and Yangar, who is a fantastic DM. Uh, and a great player in the Kolok 1991 live play. Highly recommend Kolok. And she really brought a lot to uh, the Critical Universe. And I'm really excited to read this new number one. My pickle is a graphic novel. Actually, I have a couple. Um, the okay. first one is Green Lantern Far <laughs> Sector. It's the DC. Is that Black Label? Young. It's Young Animal. That's right. Ink. Um, I, I can't keep up with Zoom? the DC imprints. <laughs> Young <laughs> Animal Ink. <laughs> yeah um this is the this joe that green lantern and has it's written by uh nk jemison and beautiful art by jamal campbell who did naomi and other books and i'm also picking nubia um i haven't read it yet but i set one aside it has some beautiful variants and it has interior arts by aletha martinez who was really cool when she came to sign at the store um so i'm glad she's got like a big book those are my pickles um, my pickle this week is Cliff Chang's Catwoman Lonely City number one, part nice. of the DC Black Label line. Uh, just really excited for this story. It's essentially uh, old woman Catwoman um, taking place 10 years after a big kind of massacre event that happened in Gotham that some heroes and villains are disappeared from. So I'm excited to see where this goes. And I, I really like the Black Label stuff so far, too. So that one looks so good. I'm excited about it. Um, and as as we promised, uh, we're going to continue the the good ones segment where if you want to know a good place to jump in on comics, a number one is the best place to do it. So here are the number ones coming up this week. Uh, there's a few um, Howling Snow, a Kung Fu fable. Number one, Critical Role, Tales of Exandria, Volume One, The Bright, uh, the Bright Queen. Number one, uh, Orville Artifacts. Number one, 
obviously. Do I need to keep saying number one? Uh, Batman, no. The Secret Files, Peacekeeper 01, um, Catwoman, Lonely City, Diana, Princess of the Amazon's Wonder Woman Day Special Edition, Harley Quinn, the animated series. Oh, that's a second printing. Uh, still uh, number Nubia. one. Yeah, it is still a number one of number one. Uh, Nubia and the Amazon's number one. Uh, Wonder Woman 2016, number one. Wonder Woman Day Special Edition. Uh, Aquaman 80th Anniversary, number one. Uh, signature, never mind. That's not, that's a dynamic forces thing. Man, Ron made this look so easy. Purgatory, number <laughs> one. Uh, Wings of Fire, graphic novel box set. Man, okay. Doctor Who, TARDIS, police box uh, number one, Game of Thrones, uh, number one, Dungeons and Dragons, Mindbreaker, number one, My Little Pony Generations, Ant. Well, actually, no, Ant's next week. Uh, this all that image stuff is not. Um, we have Hellcop, number one. We have, uh, I think that's it. Uh, Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix Song Echo. That's the other. That's the big Marvel one. And Agretsuko Super Fun Special, number one. And that is it for the good ones this week. And also. Uh, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Okay. Uh, I've been talking a lot. We're going to keep going. Uh, so we've got our events. <laughs> so let's, Let's talk about what we got going on. I want to thank everybody who came out to Comic Craft Night this past Saturday. It was awesome. We all made some fun boxes uh, and some dirty boxes. Uh, it, was, it was great because uh, there were some damaged issues of Money Shot that we ended up cutting up. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yes, it was really fun. And we are going to be um, bringing that event around to some other stores here in the near future. So please stay tuned for that. I know some people were asking if we're going to be moving it to other spots and we will um, because we were going to run them every month at Clear Lake. And then it's like, you know, people aren't going to come every month because who needs 12, you know, 12 boxes um, unless you're, you know, hide or, or me, honestly, I have a lot of stuff too. Um, but so this Friday uh, we have Keyforge. This is uh, the final Keyforge of the month. So your last chance to get in on those leaderboard decks. We are doing our Halloween themed event. This is going to be trick or treat. Uh, it is a randomized selection of sealed decks. You don't know which one you're going to get across all sets. So that is super fun. Um, and that is all I have for this month. And I do have, I'll give you the teaser, give, give you guys the first crack at the date. Uh, we are going to have a paint night. It's coming back uh, to, to clear. Like we got the minis are in. Uh, now, if we can ever get an update and actually sell them, you know, well, then we'll see. Uh, but, um, hide. Yeah. Hide. Kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> this is, it's just the dump on hide podcast. Um, this it's going to be on. Back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's going to be on November 20th uh, at the Clear Lake location. And also Katie is going to be doing it in December. So there you go. That's what I have. Voice. I have a live sale tonight on Facebook, the betterclear.com slash live. We have a bunch of uh, high dollar books this time. We got three boxes of good bundles, a lot of Marvel and DC. Then we have some high dollar ones like Werewolf by Night 32. And there's, I know Michael Ooh. has his eye on, but you better, someone's going to get on there and it claim up. it. Someone's going to scoop it up before he does. Um, we have uh, Marvel Spotlight 32, 9.8 for Spider Woman. Wow. Um, we got an X Men 12 for Juggernaut. 
Spider-Man 316, 9.8 CGC, Venom v. Spider-Man, lots of stuff like that. Richard came back with a bunch of cool stuff from Collecticon, and they're all going up at once. Yeah, I see so, that. Um, that's awesome. That's tonight at 7 p.m., tonight being Wednesday. Um, and then we have that secret live sale event, um, not tomorrow, but the Thursday after that, October 28th. If you join the Bedrock City live sale group community, um, then you can have early access to, to the uh, Halloween sale prices. Um, we haven't posted about it anywhere other than me talking about it here and in the group. So it's super exclusive. Um, and that's like, that. that's right before the Halloween sale, which is Friday through Sunday at all stores. And it is everything on the floor discounted, half off back issues, 40% off graphic novels, 25 to 50% off toys, 25% off gaming, etc. Um, you can look at the breakdown of all the percentages on our page. Um, are you guys excited for that? I feel uh, like we haven't done I'm like a proper excited. sale in a while, even though the spring sale was not that long ago. I don't know. Yeah, but like the, the spring sale was like our a test, right? Like it was like our first like big post-vax, you know, event. So think, we were still it went really well. Big, yeah, it went it went great, but like you know, we were we were cautious. This time it'll mm-hmm. be a big, big return to form. Ready to go. Ready to ready so. to get to it. I'm excited. This is a it's gonna be Clear Lake's best Halloween sale ever. I'm calling it right now. Coming in. I know. Okay. Um and then we have a signing coming up on November 20th uh, with John Swayze. He is a anime, mostly anime, but anime, animation, video game, voice actor. Um, My Hero Academia, Soul Eater, Borderlands, stuff like that. Um, you can go to the Sugarland store um, starting at 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you can get a free comic book day, My Hero Academia book, and have that signed for free. You will be charging for additional signatures, but... You can just pop in for free and get the free book and get a sign for free, you know? So why not? And also on, actually, let's quiz hide. Oh, we have the Asia night market event where we're going to go set up and we'll be selling anime uh, and manga import items and manga graphic novels. And that has a certain date too, right? Hide. Yeah, that is on as he checks November, his calendar. November He's looking 12. it up. He's looking it up. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I'm on my phone doing this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's November. Hides right. It's November 12th um, in the evening. Uh, so just look it up. <laughs> you'll have you'll have the location and everything. I haven't really like mentally prepared for that because we have so much stuff before it. But I know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Lots of good food from what I've heard from people that have gone in the past. And so if anyone wants to come and bring me Dylan some food, uh, <laughs> yeah. that'd be great. Because <laughs> you're going to be working the booth. Yeah. You know, you're going to need uh, need sustenance to, to get through fuel. it all. Hopefully exactly. we'll be too busy to go get food, you know. So bring a, bring us food. And that's all I got, pretty much. Okay. Collecticon seemed fun. The was pictures it fun look hide? good. A Collecticon, was, it, it, was, it was a different animal because we've never, we've never done a, co- a card show before. And oh, they right. kind of reinvented themselves, right? Like as a little a, everything bit. show. It, it it was very very much they had a pop culture feel to it, but it still at the very core of the show and on the short show floor as you walked through it, it was very much a card show. It was a lot of people with you know vintage Pokemon packs. Um, probably one of the the interesting things that I saw out there was uh, uh, someone had a booth of graded sealed VHS tapes. That's okay. nuts. 
that that was probably the most interesting thing and uh i was bummed because he told me they don't do laser discs um <laughs> oh i forgot you collect laser discs <laughs> i do collect laser discs. oh wow what's 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 your what's your uh what's your pride and joy my pride and joy is a uh, sealed star wars obviously nice all, all three four five and six and then uh i have uh oh, they didn't put the Gold, new ones on there Goldeneye. oh, oh okay. i i wish um but yeah it's it's a whole different animal and it was kind of just cool to see you know there were people coming up to the booth with like black lotuses um for those of you that don't play magic yeah no it was here it it was like a chaos and one guy had a black lotus a chaos bomb and i can't remember what the third of the uh the elite nine cards from magic are but he came up and he was like i wouldn't have you seen these before i was like no those are those are cool and so it was just kind of cool to see people excited and actually realize that we carry cards too so yeah that's awesome because i'm we're still running into that you know um regularly people are like oh i didn't know you had singles yeah you know so it's it's been a fun learning thing as we we've gone through and explored this realm of individual trading cards and uh i've definitely learned a lot more and i need to not be buying half the stuff that i buy now because of it yeah exactly um that sounds exciting. I, I wish I could have gone, but uh, you know, I was working. also got to see Vanilla Ice in concert. What is that a thing? He was there. Yeah, he he, uh, he did a show. He did a show. He, they actually had a huh. stage set up. Um, wow! On the right side of the show floor, and they had the I can't remember his name. The guy that does the um, Pokemon theme song. He did a performance. And then uh, Vanilla Ice on Saturday had a performance, and that was a. Uh, I can I can now say I've seen Vanilla Ice in concert. That's that's something. So so did he play Ice Ice Baby a couple of times, and then Ninja Rap twice. And... So so you do you do you want to hear what his, his show lineup actually was? Yes. Okay. He did he did fifteen seconds of Ice Ice Baby. What? I it was it was literally like three bars, and he went to a different song. He did a couple bars of Go Ninja, and the Turtles did show up on stage. Oh, well, I mean, um, of course. And then he did You Got What I Need. By Biz Marquee? By Biz Marquee. Just a friend. <laughs> and he did uh, Play That Funky Music, White Boy. What? <sighs> and then he did a Brooks and Dunn song. Stop. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> what is this medley? This is it this was... is not the vanilla ice I paid for. <laughs> You're gonna play Ice you know, Ice Baby twice. <laughs> and I'm gonna like I, it. I I think he was trying not to get sued by the state of Queen. Ah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Just so. do it over a different beat. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that extra tink at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it's it's different. It's different. Um speaking real quick uh, of uh hide and collecting laser discs and graded VHS tapes. Uh, I, I don't expect Hyde would have seen this, but Dylan, have you seen, do you know KD video K A D I it's an, it's an Instagram. No, they do boutique VHS releases of popular movies. They make like a hundred of them. Like they have a midsummer one and interstellar. And so, so they're like, they're like limited to run. Yes, yes, they, yes, exactly. Equating it to video games. It is a lot like limited run. So the movies that have never been on, that would never be on VHS. Uh, I like the freaky one. I'm looking at it now. It they're cool. they're I'm really kinda, pretty. I'm curious about and, this. Yeah, go to kadivideo.com. Uh, I believe that's also their Instagram name. Uh, but these are really cool. They have Midnight I, Mass. Yes. As why though, did you show as, me this? Though, as of I mean, you can never get them. This is the, the they they're so limited, and it's like Mondo drops. There's, right. You can't get these things. Um, but 
I mean, I've never, I can't imagine watching one of these movies actually, because VHS is yeah, not no. a great format. Right. Uh, but it is exciting. I do love the, the, the box art and the design. It's really cool. So go, go check out that Instagram. Well, I'm not affiliated in any way, but I think it's kind of neat. That is, yeah. I just, I, I like the Fear Street one too. I'm the Fear Street is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. But um, anyway, um, I guess let's get into the watch list segment of the show. Um, Dylan, you want to go first? Sure. I watched a couple new shows. I watched the new Chucky series, the first episode. Oh, I yeah. Think two, I think two are out now. It airs on Tuesdays. Um, I thought it was really good. It was very campy. Um, exactly what silly. you want, right? Very silly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Are, do you plan on watching it? Either of y'all? Um, I do, actually. I, I DVR'd it on Sling. Um, I, I, caught, I caught the first episode. What do you think? I and I was talking to Morgan about this earlier this, today too. Um, I don't know what it is about slasher between Halloween Kills and Chucky now that I think I want it to actually be like a little more in a weirdest way possible a slasher thing to be a little more lighthearted and like have some comedic elements to it like Freaky did because I really enjoyed Freaky. I thought Freaky was fun and I've enjoyed Absolutely. that. Um, I like the callbacks that the show has already to it, and I appreciate where i guess it's fitting in the longer run of the child's play timeline um so i'm intrigued to see where it goes and it it kept me wanting to watch more i just i think i want is it weird to say i want a freddy krueger chucky do you does that does that make Um, sense what i'm trying to say wait like you want oh you want you want him to get sillier yeah i want that kind of personality i guess well i feel like chucky is always or not always but like he definitely grew into the I think uh-huh. Hyde wants like a scream for Tom oh. Chucky, I, like silly and campy, uh, and there, not serious. But obviously, obviously, as we know, there's a point where too much camp can ruin something. Right. Um, but I yes, disagree. you are. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it, it, to an extent, I do want a little more campiness to it. Um, Happy Death Day also had a good kind of like camp to oh, it as yeah. well. I thought it was so, very campy, but I see what you mean. It is. It does take itself a little seriously. My biggest disappointment with the show was that I was watching it and I was like, wow, like actors who finally look like they're in high school, you know, because it's like actual <laughs> teenagers and they're like, welcome to middle school. And it's like, dang it. <laughs> they were playing like 12 year olds or something. And I was like, oh, man, they, they can never get it right. I feel like season one, Stranger Things, the kids were cast at the right age. And then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like college level by the time season four eventually comes out. It's like, what grade are you supposed to be in? Um, but I also watched the, I know what you did last summer show. It was not good. Um, oh, I forgot that was coming out. Nothing the characters do make any sense to me. And their reactions to things are just pretty awful. I'm not not into it. Um, I watched two episodes of that. And then I watched, started You season three, which is a little redundant, but I'm committed. It's It, it takes a lot for me to jump off of a show. Um, yeah, that's all I watched pretty much. Okay. Um, I'll go, I'll go next. Um, I watched, well, Dylan and I watched Dune last week, but, uh, oh no, I think we mentioned that uh, last week, uh, but uh, we'll be talking about that. I don't know. No, we, we mentioned that we were going to see it, right? Because we saw it last Wednesday. When did we see it? It was Wednesday? No, it wasn't Wednesday. Thursday? You're right, but we recorded on Monday. We watched it on Tuesday. That's right. That's right. So yeah, Dylan and I saw Dune, which we will be reviewing next week. Thumbs um, up, though. 
Yeah, thumbs up. Go see, go see Dune this week. That comes out this yes. week. I will be also seeing Dune this week. Um, I saw uh, Halloween Kills, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not much else, honestly. Uh, I've had a very, very busy week. Um, did some TV. Um, I, I watched the second uh, documentary on Video Nasties, Video Nasties Draconian Days uh, on Arrow Player. Uh, so really, I, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The first one, it's about the uh, the Video Nasties scare or, you know, uh, witch hunt thing in England in the, the, the 70s, 80s and beginning of the 90s, where they would classify and ban all sorts of horror movies as being, you know, um, dam- harming to children. So uh, it's, it's documenting uh, that, and it was very interesting. Uh, I, th- I think it's free on Tubi also. So go go seek that out. That's a lot of fun. And I will, this is my weekly reminder that Censor, my favorite horror movie of the year, came out for free on Hulu last Friday. Go watch it. Uh, I bought it and own it. But if you want to watch it for free or as part of your Hulu subscription, go get it. Censor, C-E-N-S-O-R. 1,000% worth your time. Uh, pr- uh, directorial debut, Prano Bailey Bond. Remarkable, remarkable vision. Beautiful movie. Absolutely love it. Um, and bonkers ending, you know, which is really what you want. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's all I, uh, I didn't watch anything else exciting. Hyde, what about you? Um, so kind of much like you, I do most of my stuff when I'm trying to do work or anything at home. And uh I've I did a uh, rewatch Thirteen Ghosts from two thousand one. Oh wow! Okay. Um, Why? God, uh, yeah. I that's a question <laughs> I ask myself pretty constantly. Who's, actually. who's in that movie? Matthew Lillard, right? Matthew, yeah. Um, and uh, Matthew Lillard, Shannon Elizabeth, oh, and boy. Tony Shalhoub. Oh, the two thousand special. Yeah, yeah. You get the, you get the trifecta there on that one. Wow. Um, I did Cabin in the Woods too. It just I don't do a lot of. Um, I like Cabin in the Woods overly mm-hmm. gory horror horror movies or like jump scary horror movies especially uh because victoria doesn't do a lot of the uh the blood and gore kind of stuff so a lot of times i'll end up watching those at like 3 30 in the morning by myself right. um we also finished uh only murders in the building um i've enjoyed that show thoroughly and i can't say anything else about it because of, it's the last episode uh, and i'm like five I behind i need to catch up oh dylan you need to catch up <laughs> I'm glad it got better because it like there's a little bit of a lull in it. There, there is a little bit of a lull, and I will say, certain things. I, I think I had a better idea of where thought where I thought it was going to go, and it didn't go that way. So I was a little disappointed by that, but I'm intrigued to see what goes on later. Um, and then, uh, Victoria and I have been doing uh, a rewatch of all the Godzilla movies. So we just finished off uh, versus Megaguirus. Oh, um, so we're we're slowly making our way. We haven't decided if we're going to do the 2000s Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie yet, and that terrifies me because I don't know if I want to sit through that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we're also we're also doing G1 Transformers. So okay, Michael. I also wanted to point out that Titan came out for at home release today. <gasps> Did yeah, it you, really? reminded, you reminded me when you told everyone to watch Senses. your other favorite. Yeah. Well, well so. Titan is my favorite film of the year. 
Okay. Um, well, you can rent it and buy it on like iTunes and Amazon and stuff. Now, that being said, as I've said before, Titan is a hard recommend. Uh, it's a hard movie to recommend, but boy, is it the best movie I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch it now. I was actually going to go see it in the theater, but I guess it didn't perform. So, I mean, you mean the weird, the weird French movie where the lady gets impregnated by a car? Yeah. That's crazy. Hides um, anyone at camp. It, it's not campy. It is not campy. It has a campy premise. It does, but it is dead serious. So, so okay. did rubber roll so this one could. So, so this one could drive. Yeah. <laughs> so this one could roll out, I guess. It's, it's the Herbie origin. Yikes. Oh um, and yeah, that's great. Go watch Titan if you think you are able to handle it, knowing that a third of the critics walked out in the first 15 minutes at Con. Just That's a just, badge of honor, though. But do whenever but, movies but say please, that. But please remember that it did win the Palme d'Or. I will make sure to remind everybody of that every time we talk about Titan. Coveted. Uh, coveted. Um, but anyway, um, I guess let's all talk about Halloween Kills since we all <sighs> watched that. Um, so, so I think yeah, I think Hyde, you were on our Halloween, our old original Halloween review, maybe. I don't remember uh, the, tw- the the 2018. 2018? I, I don't not. really remember. Okay. No. I was um. Not. Okay. Um. I loved that movie. I think we all liked it. Uh. At least enjoyed I liked it. it a lot. It's yeah. my favorite yeah. Halloween movie. I don't know if it's my favorite, but like it's def. I mean, it, it's taken aside guess- from like the importance of the original and everything. Like taking that away, like as John as a standalone entry, 2018 is one of the strongest for sure. I, in the Halloween franchise, yes. I don't know if I would go as far as saying that's my favorite reboot sequel horror movie. Mm. I'd have um, to think about that. Oh, I think it is. For me, it's easily Evil Dead. Oh well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I like there's no holds bar on a on a reboot sequel movie. Well, that, that you don't like gory. Oh boy, I, I, <laughs> nasty that movie. Man, I love that. Oh man, can we just oh, talk about Evil Carver? Dead? 20- yeah, no, the, the Jeep. Oh, the Jeep. Yeah, the Jeep. Oh, man. But Fede Alvarez is a madman. That movie is great. I saw that in a theater with like 20 GameStop employees after a midnight. <laughs> it was just a nuts event. It, we were just it was bananas. I loved it. It was so, so, so good. Um, But anyway, uh, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween kills. kills. So Halloween kills came out uh, this past weekend. Um, directed again by David Gordon Green, the same person that brought you uh, the previous entry in the series, which we all say is great. Um, what happened? I don't. Uh, I really don't know. So, okay, spoilers for Halloween Kills. Um, I I was really upset by this movie because the I, I I it's bad. First of all, it's bad. Um, the the kills are good. So mm-hmm. the kills are it's it's as gory as you want it to be. If you're going by the the rules that Scream sets out, right? The sequels has to have the sequels have a higher body count and more gory. Well, they have it, right? Um it's bad. I I I think the third one could be good that they're setting up for Halloween ends, but I think uh boy, I don't know what's going on because this is this was a mess. You know, it, it was one of those things. I was talking to Ryan about it too, and 
I kind of agree with them to a point. They had the first movie written and they had the third movie written and they didn't know what to do and how to get to point oh, really? A to point B. Is that the case? I that, didn't know that. that that's kind of how I feel. Oh, that's okay. Just watching this movie and how like excited they are about doing Halloween ends and everything else. I feel like they had a beginning and the end, oh, but they didn't they, have a middle. Okay. That I mean, I I don't I don't disagree that that is an option. That definitely yeah, I, tracks I hope, with what we I saw. I hope that you can like after they all three come out and just do a one and three, you know. Yeah. Maybe a little recap what happened in the last scene of this. Yeah, I was about to say because yeah, you you do you do need that last bit. The only thing that mattered. Scenes. Yeah, in my opinion, but it was aimless. There was no plot other than there's a serial killer on the loose. Um, I think it had a lot of fan service with the actors that they brought back. You know, um, to, uh, okay, very much I, so. So I'm a fan of fan service to an extent in movies like this, but this uh-huh. was on another level, out of pocket, as the kids say. Um, I like, okay, Tommy Doyle, sure, I guess, uh, but like, then you just have all these other ones, and then they're and then they're making up new characters that weren't in the original one, but then they film a retro scene of like this kid crawling away. He saw Michael Myers too. So here he is. This yeah. is unnecessary. And Tommy Doyle. Distracting. And Tommy Doyle kind of sucks. Oh. Um, like as a character, like I, I don't think he's like he's like super one-dimensional. And also missed opportunity to get Paul Rudd to return reprise his role as Tommy Doyle. Because Paul Rudd played him in Halloween six. It's not the first time they brought Tommy Doyle back. Uh that would have been that would have been great. That would have been a different movie. It is the first time they brought Kyle Richards back from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's what she's famous for now. She played that little girl in the original one. Oh, uh, Lindsay Wallace. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't recognize. I don't think I knew. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. No. Yeah, she's famously just a debutante. Oh, lady, now you know. I mean, fair enough. But I don't know. It the movie did nothing for me. Yeah, which is really weird because the first movie did so much for me. Like, I, not not to just re-review Halloween 2018, but like there's so much going on in that movie that you can latch on to. You know, you have so much story there. Well, um, it had a, for me, I like the character-driven stuff and it had an interesting commentary on like the three generations of women and like generational trauma and stuff like that, you know? Right. And then this one kind of sidelined all three of them, I thought. You know, they they're really in it. Yeah, yeah, they weren't in a lot of it. So I was hoping for more of that, but I didn't get it. Yeah, it it also just with the 2018, it, it's as much as it goes with the original Halloween, it's on its own. You can watch it like this just felt like, hey, you hadn't seen the first one and you haven't seen any of the originals. You're not going to. It's not easily accessible for people who aren't no. familiar with the Halloween movies. Oh yeah, you and, definitely uh, can't watch this if you haven't seen the other ones. And so it it's it puts it in a weird way because I mean you could easily just go, all right, here's the beginning of the movie, and then here's the exact end, and you don't need anything else that happens in the middle of this movie to understand what's going to happen in the third one. C- correct. Um, for me, there was no suspense because we didn't really know any of the characters, you know. So it was like I didn't care if they died, right, except like, for Big John and Little John, of course. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I'm. I know Matt at my at uh, Clear Lake was really. Um, he he also would tell tell me that it wasn't great, 
but he really liked certain parts of it, like uh, the psycho homage at the end. That was neat. I agree. But like, that's not the, that, I mean, that doesn't make the movie good, unfortunately. I, it, it's it's like the same argument with like Rise of Skywalker. It's like, oh yeah, there's so many great callbacks to this. It's like this movie is still, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was right. well made, like, other than it just had a bad script. I thought, sure, production know? production wise, you, there's, it's consistent, which is great. It's just, yeah, even writing, I just, like, uh, who is it? It's Danny McBride. Danny and McBride the director and David and Gordon guy. and the third person yeah. who I don't know offhand. Scott Teams. Okay. Was was the other writer. Um which once again, you know, it's it's weird. I don't know if he wrote did anything on the first one either. They switched um, out. It was Danny McBride and David Gordon Green and some other guy on the first one. So they switched out. I don't know. Hmm. They switched out one person. But I don't know. I think uh I think you can skip it. I hate to say it, but I think you can skip it. Uh, soundtrack is great. John Carpenter killed it. Uh, coming back, he's John Carpenter's soundtrack game is better than it's ever been. Um, however, it's a shame that it's attached to a movie that is so um, catastrophically boring. Yeah, like I, I'd say skip it and just watch the third one, the finale, because. I guarantee you there's going to be a four-year time jump before the next one, so I guarantee you they're going to recap the big thing that happened in this one. Right. Um, I think the the my favorite sequence in the movie, if I had to pick one, would be the uh, the part where he loses his mask. I think that that chasing went pr- that looked pretty good and it made a lot of sense up until okay. like up until it became ridiculous like why worry what is your plan here you're just continuing to goad him and egg him on until okay got it um but uh not unless you're a diehard diehard halloween fan um skip it i mean i, I guess if the rob zombie movies aren't going to kill it for you this one won't i mean those were I, I mean i still think this is better than uh the rob zombie ones unfortunately yeah that's, that's you know yeah it, and, you know, I will fully admit that I was wrong because when I saw those Rob Zombie movies in theaters, I really liked them. Um, nope. When we reviewed them last year uh, for the during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, they're real bad. Those are the worst Halloweens. Actually, no. Halloween Resurrection is the worst Halloween. And then, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I wouldn't put it that far down the list. But yeah, they're they're pretty bad. And like to the point where there's, you know, you go with this one i never felt like i needed to just turn off my tv right i agree like i could i could get up and go and do something else but i i never felt like i needed to just be like okay i'm done i just i'm tapping out on this exactly but anyway um are we gonna we don't need to review this thing we all said it was bad um i gave it a two one letterboxd so take that with what you will um Let's get into the news. We're going to shake it up just a little bit this week. And I'm going to go first because I don't know if you know, but DC fandom was this week. And there's a lot of stuff there. So we're going to do my little bit of news first, and we're going to move on to Dylan's portion, which is uh, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go first um, with uh, tying into Halloween kills. The Actually, the coolest part of Halloween kills this is a big spoiler. Actually, not really a big spoiler. It's a spoiler for the first 15 minutes of Halloween Kills. Um, the cameo. So skip ahead two minutes if you don't want to hear this name. 
Dr. Loomis shows up. Donald Pleasance shows up in the movie and looks remarkably like Donald Pleasance. Obviously, this man has passed away, so it is not Donald Pleasance. But reading an article and seeing some photos, it was done entirely through practical effects. And they showed how they turned this guy into Donald Pleasance and looked just like him. Uh, that was a super cool thing to see. Because when I first saw it, I thought maybe there was, this was like archival footage. And then it's like, oh, no, they, they zoom in and like, oh, he's like doing stuff. And this is new dialogue. Nope, this is they did it. So that was super neat to see. Um I have one piece of gaming news, um, big World of Darkness news. Um, during their World of Darkness uh, live stream this past week, uh, they were talking about uh, the upcoming Werewolf the Apocalypse 5th Edition. They also announced Hunter the Reckoning 5th Edition, which is very exciting. So um, stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming out next year. But um, let's get into the movie trailers. I have four. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is the shortest one. The Tragedy of Macbeth, 44-second teaser. Uh, this is the, was it Joel Cohen or Ethan Cohen? I don't remember which one's doing it. Joel Cohen. Joel Cohen. Um, led by uh, Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. Uh, this is the black and white, 4-3 aspect ratio, you know, 824 art house style. Yes. Uh, what, what did y'all think about this? I thought it looked peak 824. It, it's, it sure did. And I'm, I mean, and I'm into it. Yeah, I thought it looks good. I like a good Instagram aspect ratio movie. It did. But it um, also just looks like really pretty and I'm sure it'll be well acted because it's Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, you know? Of course. No, no, this 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 movie is going to be excellent. I'm sure it is. Um, I don't have a release date on it, actually. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know if there is one, but I don't have one. Um, it comes out this holiday season, somewhere around there. Right, and it's from Apple Films also, which is interesting. Um, so there's that. Um, then we also got a trailer for the new Peter Jackson uh, Beatles documentary, which I think I mentioned many months ago when he put out a little uh, talk-up teaser thing of that he is working on this documentary, and he showed a little bit of footage and things like that but now we got a, a real official trailer and did y'all did y'all check this one out what's that did y'all check this trailer out yeah what it did you think it doesn't uh it's not something well you're not a big Beatles fan, right? for yeah so meh but it looked sure. well made i was uh you know because we we talked about it briefly too just it reminded me of the uh the few that remain is it the the, the world the, War one they shall not grow old they shall not grow old that's right that one and so i was intrigued by that aspect but kind of on the same page as dylan i'm i'm not the biggest beatle fan so i am a pretty big beatles fan and it's interesting so if you, for a little bit of insight here so uh peter jackson directed that world war ii documentary that hyde was talking about they shall not grow old and on that, he developed this restoration technology that he he invented um, to really put a shine onto that old WW uh, World War II archival footage and make it look really, really good. Um, and he's applying that same technique and improving it onto this Beatles thing. Um, and it's very interesting because it does look very good. However, if you watch it on a nice TV, not on your phone, 
um they do kind of look kind of waxy in parts like it kind of um it looks a little you know like light rotoscoping like to to say i mean you got to be really grasping at, at straws uh to really pick a problem with it but they it definitely looks like there's a there's some lots of aggressive filtering going on here um but it is really cool to see and it's nice that um he's trying to retell that old um you know the old because the old movie it uh documents them filming let it be or recording let it be and they they document it as a very combative experience and the beatles all hate each other and there's all this you know arguing going on there and this one definitely appears to be edited differently to appear them as working together to come together haha uh to <laughs> record uh this album in a number of days uh so i'm definitely excited for it um it's coming out on disney plus sometime um check it out it's like a weird fit for disney plus it is it is i, I don't why know why blue? yeah i don't know uh because they need people on disney plus i guess um but so there's that and then we got two other uh we got two horror trailers that i want to mention uh we got a trailer for the black phone with ethan hawk which uh I thought it had a really kind of um, bad poster when I first saw the posters. Like it's kind of just uh, looked like a direct-to-video horror poster to me. It looks kind of like Joker knockoff. Yes, a little bit. It does. Know? It does. Now, then the trailer came out, and I thought the trailer was fantastic. It looks really good. It looks I like the premise. Yes, me too. It looks really freaking good. Um, I'm I'm definitely into this movie. It's directed by Scott Derrickson, who has done some other things that I can't. Oh, recall. I like him. He did. He did Doctor Strange, or he was yeah. supposed to do Doctor Strange. He did the first uh, one. Yeah, it, I remember that name because I was really excited for him to be on Doctor Strange because he was like from the school of Sam Raimi horror, and right. I was really excited for like a horror esque kind of thing with Doctor Strange, and it just then it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> he so also he, did Sinister. And sinister. Emily Rose. Yep. Um, yeah. But uh, the black phone looks really, 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 really good. Go check up the trailer uh, for it. It's it's uh, based on a short story by Joe Hill, uh, who definitely knows his way around some horror. Um, I feel like the trailer may give so little too much, though. It might. You know, it might. Um, I think if you could just like trust us and go watch it when it comes out. That'd be better than watching the trailer. It's about a kid who gets kidnapped by a dude and then the phone rings in the room that he's captured in and it's the voices of the previous people that he's captured that are trying to help him escape. You know? Yep. It, it looks really, really yeah, good. I feel like that gave a little bit too much away too because it's just that, that the idea of the the phone ringing and it's dead is was just a... Well, I feel like you have to tell us that at least. Right. But they showed us a lot of how he maybe is escaping that I don't know if I needed to see, you know, but it looks good. I, I think it's funny that Ethan Hawke is doing all these genre movies now and Moon Knight and, and he's like famously like F superhero F horror, that kind of guy, you know, like, right. Did he run out of money or something? I yes. Don't know. Gotta be. <laughs> he, um, the, the Western genre didn't take off for him. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, and the final trailer we got this week is Scream 5, which I forgot was coming out until the trailer came out. Um, oh, and, you know, 
Scream 5 is coming out in January, which typically doesn't bode well. However, I think we're still in COVID grace period of movies are just going to come out whenever they can come out. Uh, I don't know. Dylan might have more insight on that. But um, what did y'all think about this trailer? This is the first uh, Wes Cravenless um, Scream film. And Scream 4 was not excellent. I, um, I feel like it's it's riding the coattails and trying to do what Halloween 2018 did. Yes, I do too. And I... I actually like this trailer. I think the trailer is uh, pretty strong um, compared to um, the previous entries uh, or, or compared to the TV show and the... Um, what do you call okay. it? The, I didn't see the TV show, to be fair. It was bad. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't like four. Well, I mean, I liked four fine, but like, I'm, don't, I have I something to say about that because I oh, heard, up? even though I left, I heard I love Scream 4. It's my, other than the first one, it's my favorite Scream movie. Um, okay. It's the silliest and, like we kind of said before, campiest and like, uh, like, uh, I don't want to give away the ending. Right, right, right. The, the, who, who the killer is is pretty funny. I thought too. I the love reveal. Scream Four. I, yeah, I, yes. I would agree with that. Um, I liked that tonal shift, you know, that they did to Four. Um, but it looks like they're kind of going back to what it was before with this. It's a little the, bit disappointing to me, but I get it. Definitely it, so. looks more like Scream One. Yes. Than... Which I, mean, I guess for for me on that standpoint, with like Halloween from the first one there's always room for improvement on that. I don't know if I felt like there could have been something that you could have improved on the first screen outside of maybe upping the story to modernize it a bit more, but the first one has so much to it and it's. You mean modernize it by making the locks smart locks. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like that. That was kind of the, the one thing that I was like, Oh, Okay, I mean, we're gonna go that route with it in the trailer. I mean, that makes sense. Like everyone's got the smart home devices, and someone's someone's got to try it, right? Um, and I know you can't do it twice, but I wish they would do the fake out with the main character. You know, right? That'd be fun. Maybe Sydney's barely in this. I I don't think she's going to be in it a lot. Um, and I think uh, Dewey's going to die. That's my that's my call right now. It's time. I would yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so and it's directed by uh Tyler Tyler Gillette and Matt Batelli Bettinelli Olpin, uh, who directed their directing duo. They directed VHS and Ready or Not. And also Devil's Do, which is wild. Um, but I I like VHS, the first one, and I, I enjoyed Ready or Not. I, I thought Ready or Not was. I love Ready or Not. It's so good. But this is the first Wes Craven list one, right? Yes. Did he direct for, or did he just? I think he directed for. I'm pretty certain that he directed for. I mean, I. Yeah, he did. Okay. I definitely could be wrong. So this will tell us whether or not he's the. He has something special to add, other than well, inventing the whole thing, you know. Right. I mean, Wes Craven. I, I okay. I'm. A, I am a big Wes Craven fan. However, he is not like. 100% success rate with films. You know, he you know, he's got he's got for every scream one, he's got five the shockers. He peaked uh, at red eye. Get out of here. <laughs> I love red eye. You mean cursed? 
that came out in the same year. He had two, he had two movies in the same year. Both were uh, Red actually, Eye is critically acclaimed. Actually, I do like Red Eye. I haven't it's seen it in a very long fresh time. At seventy nine percent. Hey yeah. man, hanging on there. Um, but anyway, so Scream uh, Scream Five coming to theaters uh, January, and I didn't mention uh, Black Phone comes out in February. Do you, Dylan? Do, do those typically dates like that are pretty alarming if you're looking forward to something? But do you think that we're still in sort of that COVID grace period? Yeah, I don't think it necessarily is the kiss of death that it normally is. You know, it's not like oh they're putting Dark Tower out in February. Uh oh. I mean, up until we'll talk about it later, but up until recently, Doctor Strange is going to come out in March, which is like the not like the lower tier Marvel movie date, you know? So like anything goes right now. It doesn't really apply. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for for my news. Dylan, what have you got? <gasps> okay. Uh, DC fandom. It's almost all DC fandom. Let me do the non-fandom ones yeah. first. I was going to say okay. that first. I'll do them very quickly. They're coming out with a new She-Hulk comic with covers by Jen Bartel, main covers. I think it looks very good. Um, it's back to basics. She's not Savage She-Hulk anymore. She's just, uh, you know... Like Regular She-Hulk? People are known. Yeah, which I think, you know, it's obviously uh, to ramp up for the show. But I think it looks good. Um, there was a new Hawkeye teaser trailer. And it yes. revealed that they're going to premiere two episodes on the date. It comes out November 14th. November teen something in the teens. Um yeah. 24th. <laughs> I was off. Um I mean, but yeah, two whole episodes. I like that. Um WandaVision did that and nothing has done it since, but I support this decision. Do you so, think it so means I. I think WandaVision did it maybe because that first episode wasn't very climactic, you know? I, you I that, agree. Do you think that means maybe it takes two episodes to get into Hawkeye? Um Maybe, but I think it maybe will mean that uh, it's two episodes to really sell you on Kate Bishop. Why? Well, yeah, I was going to say it's going to take me two episodes to figure out why out of all the Avengers she could have like been a fan of, she picked Hawkeye in this universe. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I told Hyde that was the most unrealistic part of the show is that there's like a diehard Hawkeye fan. Right, it's like, she's your favorite? Um, But maybe she doesn't really come in until the end of episode one or episode two. That could be it, you know? Yeah, very well could be. We might have to endure a Clint episode before. Oh, we definitely will. <sighs> I just want to see the Avengers musical. That's I and that's so did you did you read any of the rumors about that that scene in the Avengers musical about who might be playing Thor in that? Like Chris Evans, right? Yeah, I really want that to be true. And I need him to have just a solo moment <laughs> on stage. That would be great. I'm I'm into that, and I think I think they can definitely get away with something like that, right? Yeah, I think they could. You know, think... if if Nick Fury can be Mace Windu, you know, yeah, sure. right. Why not? All right, moving on. So the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel is still chugging along. It's coming out October seventh, twenty twenty-two. So less than a year away, um, oh. and the title is reportedly Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. I don't like this title. What do you all think? It reminds me of Across the Universe. I don't like it because it's too similar to the other one. Uh, and I don't like it when movies do that. When it's like, oh, this is, you know, across the universe, not into the universe. Like, oh, I see. It's, so do you, do you feel the same way about that? And this is just me generally asking for about the, the Spider-Man franchise currently yes, going? No way. Yes, home. I hate that. I get, the, I get it mixed up all the time. I don't like it. <laughs> I, 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 that's know. why I still call them Spider-Man 1 and 2. 
Like, <laughs> I guess, I guess for me, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Just, I guess, with the idea that they're going through the Spider Verse now at this point, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I want more Oscar Isaac. I mean, it's, it's very nitpicky for me to complain about the title, but um, no, I agree. I, I I'm I, very much get, looking forward to this. Though. I, you know, I, I get the the complaint of title similarities but i also i feel like that's a trend now that that's just going to be a new hollywood for the time being i mean the only one that thinks across the spider-verse sounds like across the universe oh no it does it sounds like a mashup of someone on youtube but it's gonna be spider-man it well that that's the spoiler i mean it's i mean this that's why it's on the peter jackson documentaries on disney plus oh stupid duh (laughs) spider-man's gonna show up in the end of it and uh recruit george harrison (laughs) I mean, not Ringo. No, get out of here. Regardless, this will probably be fantastic. So who cares? Of course. I mean, what does it matter what it's called? It's going to be great. But into yes, the Spider Verse into the home. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the the John Wick prequel is still a thing. I didn't. We probably talked about it, but I didn't realize that it was a three part TV show event. I also forgot that. I thought it was like a longer miniseries, maybe, but it's called the Continental. And it will star Mel Gibson. No. Oh. And it's why? On, uh, <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know. Um, I wonder uh, if he's the main character, like the Keanu Reeves, or if he's just someone there. That definitely makes me not want to watch it. Yeah, I, don't know. I want. I want him to be like. I, is it weird that I want it to just be Ian McShane taking his role from Mel Gibson? Okay, it says, while a young Winston Scott will be the show's lead, Gibson will feature prominently as a character named Cormac. So maybe that's what it is. It, it's, it's, going, it's going to be Ian McShane's character taking over the Continental from Mel Gibson. Okay. That, that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because that's kind of the only times I'll ever watch a Mel Gibson movie now is if he's going to be the bad guy and going to get his butt kicked. I mean, Boy. I sound like a broken record, but y'all know how I feel about prequels. Uh, so yes. I don't really care about this. They could have made a continental. Well, I guess not based on what happened, but. Well, spoilers. Yeah. Earlier, you could have made a continental show that featured other people, you know, not John Well, Lake. And that was kind of one of the things that like Hotel Artemis kind of felt like. I don't know if you guys remember that a few years back with uh, Batista and Jeff Goldblum in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, that, I mean, that was just low rent continental. It was the Motel 6 of that universe. Oof. I feel like they could have been Halle Berry's character as Pinoff. That'd be kind of cool. With her dogs. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Okay, now on to DC fandom. That's all I got that's not in DC. Wow. Uh, the main one is, I'll start with the big ones and we'll work our way down, is we got a Batman trailer. This is what they ended with because they knew everyone would tune out if they put it at the beginning. Of um, course. So the final pa- quote panel was... um. The Batman, the Matt Reeves movie. Um, I thought this trailer was fantastic. I saw an early, what I thought was an early version of it with that test screening at the theater thing, but it was not at all like this. Really? Um, Yeah, I remember being a little bit disappointed by it. So I guess it just goes to show that they change a lot from what they test, you know. But this was really good. What did y'all think? I thought it was really, really good. Um now that being said i'm not i don't need another batman movie but if i'm going to get one this is the one i want 
I would I would be on the same vein as that. I um because you want Ben Affleck back. Uh, no, I at this point I'm I'm I want to move past it at this point. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the. I'm really am just tired of the restore this because when you watch the fandom thing, if you watch it live, that's all everyone was hashtagging in there, and I just like God. I don't care. It's so it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's over. I suffered through four hours of this. And, like I I'm done. It. I just didn't need it anymore. It's, and so it's time to move on. And so I'm, I don't want my, I guess my thing is I don't want another year one movie, which is kind of what we're getting with this. And I get, he has to kind of come into the cowl per se. I like that. It feels like seven. I get that. And I'm, I'm intrigued if it's going to be a, a definite more crime noir Batman because we haven't actually ever gotten those in the films. It's and, always been more of the brute technician. Here's my bat tank. Here's my Batmobile Gatling guns. Here's, you know, X, Y, Z. The scene that sold me a little bit more on it. And it's a weird, now that I said everything just a second ago is him tanking through the hallway, getting shot by machine gun. <laughs> yes. That was cool. I was like, see, like, cause as much as I love the fight scene in the warehouse for Ben Affleck's Batman, I want to see something a little more, I guess, reckless with Batman now. And that's what I think we're going to get here. I'm not sold yet on Penguin. Um, I think that's very much a role that I need to physically see in its full entirety. I love the look of it and I love the transformation that they've done with it. Um, but I'm not sold on the stereotypical mobster idea they're going with him. Sure. Um, and outside you of want that, the like, you know, he's sitting screaming in the car, yelling that I got him. It's just, it, it was like getting a whole show of him. So, well, see, that's not what I, I see. I'm a big penguin stand over here, and I don't want, I don't want beak penguin. I want, uh, a little bit more believable penguin. I don't want the penguin that eats fish whole. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. Oh, I, don't I like that penguin. Yeah, see, I don't want Danny DeVito penguin. I guess I want Arkham penguin. Oh, okay. If that makes sense, because that's not full beak and that's not full like manic penguin, but that's just a hook nose. How big is the beak? Is really what I'm is what I'm trying to get to here. It's really it's, it's the, like Doofenshmirtz level. Oh um, my god! Yikes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, so, that's 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 really what we're trying to, dis, to to determine here is how big of a beak is Penguin going to have this by the end of this picture. Uh, the that, origin it, of the beak. Bat, Batman just pulls him through the hallway through his nose, and that's how he gets it. I knew uh, it. The beak begins. I, I, I like Matt Reeves' movies. I'm excited for this. I don't know if I want all the TV show and spinoff stuff that they've announced for it yet. Let yeah, me, we have to see the movie. Yeah, let me be in this world first before you give me everything else. Well, they won't actually start making any of these shows until the movie comes out it's like the dune spinoff it's like they're gonna wait and see how it does but i know a lot of people i thought the panel was a little interesting too because like hyde said it is more noir and i'm excited to see batman be a detective for the first time we haven't really seen that in any batman movie i feel Hard, like hardly ever yeah um and he said i know a lot of people have a problem with the bruce wayne look but he talked about how for him, his idea of Batman, Batman is like the real version of him and Bruce Wayne is the fake persona. 
that he has to invent. And uh, this is his first year into Batman and he hasn't invented Bruce Wayne yet. So that's why he looks kind of like moody and emo. So I think this is like a Bruce Wayne origin to some extent. So I wouldn't like be down on the movie based on the way Robert Pattinson looks as Bruce Wayne without seeing it, you know? No, and I, I I liked that comment because that is something that I think um, really actually came, that idea really resonated in the animated series, um, especially as you get further into it past Justice League and into Batman Beyond, where... And beware the Batman. No. <laughs> um, where, you know, there's a there's an episode where... Uh, Bruce gets brainwashed and he knows he's not being brainwashed because he's like, I never call myself Bruce. Mm. Um, and so I like the idea that Bruce isn't, is the, the costume. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that. I'm okay with that. And Zoe Kravitz looks really cool as a Catwoman. Oh, I like, the, I like the little glimpse of costume we've gotten. I, I need her to just, <laughs> And it won't happen because it's the type of movie that it is. I, I need her Lego Batman, like meow meow kind of thing to come out just once. Yeah, that would fit within this movie. It would make sense. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it definitely, definitely tracks. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, we got a teaser for The Flash. It didn't show much. This is the Ezra Miller movie, by the way. It didn't show much other than his new costume, which I think looked great. It did. Um, it showed that there's two Ezra Millers. One of them's wearing a spray band, spray painted Batman costume to be a Flash thing, um, and then it teased um, the Michael Keaton Batman a bit. But it was kind of like B-roll footage. It wasn't like a full trailer or anything. We also got a first glimpse at Supergirl. Right. Yeah. Well, we've seen. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen better looks at her on set photos. But okay, I have a weird, uh, hopefully not prediction about that. But like that picture of all three of them standing together, Ezra Miller, the other Ezra Miller and her, like she looks the same. So I'm hoping she's not like somehow a like an alternate Ezra Miller or something like that. Oh, boy. She has the same hair and everything. And I'm like, they better not go that route. I don't think they will. But I'm just putting that out there. No, but she Dylan called it first. She's not going to be Kara. Kara, whatever. It doesn't seem like it. But she, she looks cool. There's oh, I can't think of it now. It's Tom Taylor, and I can't think of her name. It's in Injustice. It's that Supergirl. Um, that I think they're gonna go with. That's the one she I, looks like. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for everything about this movie except for Ezra Miller. <laughs> it's unfortunate. I mean it's hard it looms over the movie and it will for forever. It's really yeah. a shame, you know. It's like uh is this really okay. We got we like, gotta do it. Out of out of like I like Jason Momoa's Aquaman, I like Everybody's Wonder Woman, but we've just 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 recasted him. Just Yeah, even without all the problematic stuff, he's just was a weak point in Snyder's in a weak movie universe, yeah. you know. So I would have liked that as well. Maybe this is a flashpoint and he'll reset it and then he'll look different. <laughs> it'll be someone else. It'll be Grant Gustin at the It'll end. Be, yeah. <laughs> That would just that would just make Hyde so happy. No, it really wouldn't. I'm so done with that too. We I and that's so key and Dylan, I'm gonna segue on, on your flash one here. They, I don't know if you saw today, uh they released a trailer for the Armageddon 
uh, crossover event for their CW <laughs> shows. Oh God! Um, with a the five-part vi- series, a five-part series with the main villain being Despero, who is this giant, one-eyed, red-finned Goliath of an alien in the comics, and is yeah. now this like little twink human with a mohawk. Oh um, boy. So, and just, I, I stopped watching most of the CW stuff after um, Arrow ended, officially. Because that was my investment, and it was <laughs> was for Arrow. Um, I caught up on Batwoman, and I still like the Batwoman show a lot. But I just, Dylan has shown me TikToks and videos of the current Flash seasons. And I'm in, what in the Power Rangers is this mode? <laughs> and yeah, so it might I, be out of context, but it looks bad, the CGI. So I, I just, if he had a better budget, I hope he'd be a better Flash. That's where I'm at with that. He's gonna, he's supposed to appear in this movie. That's the yes. rumor, anyway. I hope it's true because Ezra Miller appeared in this Flash CW show, so it makes sense. Um, moving on, Gotham Knights, the game. Uh, this is what I was most excited about with DC fandom because I'm very excited about this game. I like the Batman family more than Batman himself, and uh, it's co-op, which I really like. Um, and I was really hoping for a release date because it's just been 2022, but there is, they did not give us a release date. They gave us a new uh, cinematic trailer, basically. It was weird because I felt like they gave us more info on this game two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like an actual like whole mission playthrough and everything. So it seems like a little regressive, but I thought it looked really good. I'm excited. It did look still. good. It did they look didn't good. give me much though. Yeah, it looked good. Um, Are you going to play it, Michael? I I will play it, but so I'm pretty much on the record, even back on when we were doing the show regularly. uh, I I don't like the Court of Owls. Oh, see, I do Um, like the Court of Owls a lot. However, I just. I don't know. I I, I, it takes a lot for me to to buy a $60 game these days. Makes sense. I don't have that kind of time. Well, then you'll probably feel the same way about this next one. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It seems very similar in that it's a, another DC game co-op. Well, see, but I thought I thought this players. one looked better, actually. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. <laughs> um, and I think I think we haven't seen gameplay for this yet, though. Tr- true, but I think just as a as a gimmick, I think Suicide Squad lends itself better to a co-op uh, because everybody is so like vastly different, and you really can have a nice party balance. And it can, you know, and you know, you you can get, and you remember, oh god, I don't six years ago when they were rumoring a Borderlands style Suicide Squad game. I mean, that that Mm -hmm. whole concept for it lends itself well to that kind of team dynamic. Um, I I liked that they showed off more of the actual Justice League aspects of it. They didn't give away too much of the story, but you kind of piece together some things. I liked, um, sorry, Michael. I like the scene with the penguin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, he's getting away. (laughs) Get him again. No, no, that was funny. I Uh, think it looks good, though. I do, too. So when you play this one, Michael. I I want to play Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Uh, Is Polka Dot Man going to be in it? He's gonna be a DLC paid. Um, I'll play as King Shark. I was, I was gonna go with Shark as well. That's I always play as the heavy in those games. Usually, 
I just feel like he has the most fun gameplay though. Like he'll have he'll have the better move sets. Like what happens if you your little flash button thing on boomerang runs out of power? Like you can't speed around anymore. Exactly. I don't know. You can we'll, still we'll wait stuff. till we see gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regardless, that, that I'm is a good point though. Carrying the mantle for co-op games, they seem to be the only. Somebody has to. What yeah. are you talking about? Square Enix's Avengers and Guardians of the Hopefully. Galaxy. <laughs> That's single player. Um, is that one thing? Oh God! You can only be Star Lord too. Star Lord. Um, but this is a DC day. We're not talking about Marvel right now. Um, moving on. Black Adam. First footage of that. Uh, it was a scene basically of Dwayne Johnson killing someone. Yes. And then that was it. It was like an intro, maybe. Uh, it is exactly what I thought it would be. What about y'all? Uh, that trailer leaves us stay hungry so we could devour. Hyde is referring uh. to a rap, like a song. Who even is that song that he's featured on? Techno. Techno. It's His verse is so bad. It's so embarrassing. It's cringe. Why? I love it so much. I don't I, know why. I mean... It's about power. We devour. Ugh. Who? Look, I understand The Rock is like lots of people's favorite wrestler, but like he can't do everything, man. But he's a triple threat now. Is can't he? Can't you smell what he's cooking? Uh, he just, I trust a restaurant more than I would trust this. <laughs> this is no good. Oh, man. So it's I, it's back. I, okay, look, if you don't know what we're talking about, go look up the song Face Off by Tech Nine. Nine is spelled N nine numerical nine N E. Uh, go look it up. He's go look up the video song. specifically. You really got to see. You got to really see Rock sell this thing. Is it is it bad that at the end of this movie, I want him and Idris to just have a whole rap for the end credits of this song? Well, Idris would win though. Idris well, is also a professional musician. Like, I mean, yeah, he's the stronger rapper, but they just. I want it like Eminem Venom style at oh the end my God. of this. Is this just like all DC people rapping? Like Will Smith? Yes. Can we get him in there too? Oh, yes. 100%. I mean, um, can we just cast Jaden? Because Jaden is the better Smith. <laughs> no, Willow. Okay. So with the Blackout well, Jada, okay, I, please. She's I'm in intrigued. Metal Bands. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm intrigued. So by anyway. I, I, <laughs> wish, I wish they showed literally anything of the jsa because that's my selling point for this movie i don't care about black adam yeah they should have like hawkman um, at least or something they had yeah, to give they, you something because they everybody would be talking about how come they didn't show any black adam well yeah but now i want i want to see i i like the way pierce brosnan looks as kent <laughs> nelson sure he, also he, hide you're probably the only person that feels that way that jsa is the selling point like I think the rock is a selling point for nearly. Everybody. I I understand that I'm in the solo minority here. Uh, Can't you wait for that JSA movie? What? Yes, I can. You mean I Black will. Adam? <laughs> uh, just you mean this is rock those. vehicle. Uh, you know, it's been you know, and I guess it's one of those things when it comes to a passion project that this movie is for the rock. I'm I'm concerned on it too because. I mean, he predates the Marvel Cinematic Universe as being casted for this role. Yeah. <sighs> um, so he's the OG, really, at this point, you know. Yeah. I just, he had to earn his stripes by being in a bunch of other uh, crappy movies. Mm-hmm. To, uh, you know, be in this one. 
skyscraper yeah yeah, yeah. oh boy uh what's <laughs> the wasn't he it's like san andreas when he in that one i like san andreas okay i never saw rampage it. no oh boy um so I, it, it didn't do much for me outside of that. Like you see a little glimpse of the fate helmet and they show you little bits and pieces of the costume, but um, I'm, I'm intrigued about the dual timeline story that they've talked about doing with this movie. Well, at least someone's intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just talk about the, the rocks rap career more? No. When's the, when's the first I, album coming out? 100% I'll go. Let's, let's do it. Michael. I mean, we'll yeah, I'll go, we'll go to the show. No, we're moving on. We're doing a. We're not doing a good pace. Okay. Okay. Now we're on to the movie that The Rock should have been in, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, we got a little sneak peek um, of the villains, Lucy Liu and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Helen Mirren. Yeah, Helen Mirren. And they're like gods. I don't know. I don't even remember their names. Um, yeah, Helen Mirren is playing Calypso. Okay. Um, which. I once again, this is another one that like I like the first one enough. It's not Mr. Mine, so I don't know how much I really care because it's the Pantheon of the Gods, which is something that I wish Wonder Woman would just do at this point better. Um, because we're gonna see, and that's the thing is when they show off all the things with the Rock of Eternity and the Library of Eternity and the Pantheon of the Gods, it's like those are cool, but this is going to be the Harry Potter franchise for the DC universe. That that's you're, where I'm at. You're not incorrect. Yeah. That's where, where I'm at with this. I just wish, I feel like these two movies should be one movie. The same, you know? Black Adam should just be rolled into this. He should just be the villain of Shazam 2, you know? Like, I get The Rock should have his own movie, but like, they could have co-headlined it, you know? A Hobbs and Shaw situation. Well, yeah, but it's still one of those things that like, but he's a triple I, I threat still now. don't believe Zachary Levi is going to beat The Rock at any day. Yeah, right? Come on. I know, but DC's guilty of, in the past, like, building towards something that they might not get to, you know? So I get it. Maybe they're like, oh, we'll introduce Black Adam, and then later we'll bring them together. But it's like, you might not get that. It might flop, or Suzanne might flop. And so you should just, like, do the cool thing now. And then... You know, figure it out after that. But I, I guess it's one of those things too. Like, look when they tried to do the cool thing, and that didn't work for them either. So, I, I get taking the slower approach. And I, sure, you know, it's not properties that I would have necessarily wanted. I'm more excited about some of the other things on your list later that we talk. We'll talk about. But um, it does feel a little bit like they're picking names out of hat out of hat for like what movies to make. You know. Like they have so yeah. many good characters, so I feel like Black Adam should be low on that list and Shazam, honestly. But Shazam one was really good, so who knows? Um, speaking of random characters getting things, the Peacemaker, we got our first trailer for the Peacemaker show. We did. Uh <sighs> I thought it looked good. It looked um, like exactly I, like I expected it to look. They had a cast interview which sold me on it more than the actual trailer. Um, but I don't know. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I'm going to watch the heck out of it. I, if I it, think wasn't, it, if it wasn't John Cena, I don't know if it feels the same way. I'm, I'm into it. I think it looks good. I mean, it looks as good as I expected it to look, which is good. And 
I enjoyed it. I, I genuinely laughed at some of the parts in it, which is not what I would have expected. So sign me up. Vigilante looks very faithful too. Yeah. But he looks like not the character probably isn't because he's like goofy and Yeah, he I, I got very Deadpool vibes from him in the trailer, which I didn't love. So <laughs> I I'm gonna be weirdly on the downhill on this Ooh. one. I'm not excited for this. Really? I will watch it. Um I'm intrigued by the 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 Charlton representation that'll be in the show with Judo Master. Um, okay. Just because it's this is why we had hide on for DC fandom. Yes, exactly. that no one else. Feels. So you, you you want the Pierce Brosnan and his who's he playing again? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I it's just so and I don't actually think I talked to you, Michael, about Suicide Squad. I have nothing in inherently wrong with the film, but I would never watch it again. And Peacemaker was my least favorite character out of the whole movie. Sure. So I'm not sold on a show specifically surrounding him. Like, <laughs> and it, it definitely has the James Gunn touch because he has the animal sidekick that's giving him a hug and just the, the overall humor. So I'll watch it, but I'm not excited for it. I hope you're pleasantly surprised by it. That's and that's what I want to be at this point. It's it's one of those things that I outside of Peacemaker, I would have rather seen any other characters that survive Suicide Squad have a show. Yeah, they should have done a Bloodsport show, let's be honest. God, um, I'll take a polka dot man show for all of this point. Well, he's dead. <laughs> Bro. Oh, sorry, spoilers for the Suicide Squad. Um the, the Suicide Squad. Okay. So this is something that's so obscure and forgotten about that even Hyde didn't remember that it was happening um batman caped crusader it's a hbo max slash cartoon network batman animated series from bruce tim executive produced by bruce tim jj abrams and matt reeves and uh they still had really nothing to show for it um but they talked about how it's going to be early days batman again kind of like the matt reeves movie and it'll be a bit more noir-y and it's going to be like they said it's going to be close in tone to um, the Batman short that was in black and white that Bruce Tim did. I don't remember what it was for. It was like Batman Day or something. Yeah, it was the it was the 70th anniversary. Yeah, that. So they said it's going to be like that. And that basically served as the pitch for the show. Um, I'm glad mm. to have a Batman animated series again, but it does sound a little same to what we've seen before. But I'm sure yeah. it'll be good. What do you think? I mean... <sighs> I'm I'm okay with that. Like I think uh, I I do like I'm okay. So I'm not the biggest animation fan, but like I do like the more adult oriented superhero stuff. Like uh like throwing it way back because I really enjoyed Spawn. I thought that worked really really well and translated very well to animation. And I think this could do the same thing, especially since it's you know streaming. So you know I think I think it could be good. I really want to see. So I feel like we've seen early Batman a lot at this point. Yes. And then we've seen late Batman with, with Ben Affleck, but like after all his uh, sidekicks, I guess. But I really want a show that's like a Bat Family show with like Batman, all the, the Robins, game. Batwoman, you, you want Stephanie Batman Brown, adventures. Barbara Gordon. Yeah, and we got one season of that and that had three sidekicks, but I really want to like explore like the whole Gotham, you know, Bat... It's- superhero thing which is i don't think we've seen that that before 
webtoon series getting an animated thing? Not that I know of, but the Batman, the closest things I've gotten to this is like the couple of the movies, Batman Bad Blood and another one, you know? And I really like yeah. the dynamic. So I was hoping this would be that, but it's not. They said it's before Robin even, so. Oh, wow. Okay. Stay tuned for more news on this and the but, next I DC mean, fandom in two years. Go, going going back to it just a little bit, like I, I am kind of, to my point earlier, it's like I don't need more Batman content. Yeah, I, I'm okay moving on. Like, Never. There's other characters. Well, and see, that's that's the point. And that's kind of why I'm just like, well, there. it's cool that there's other, you know, we do see the JSA. We're going to see Juno Master and the other Charlton characters and Vigilante and stuff. And I, it's weird because when you think about the wider pantheon of the DC characters, really ask anyone, name a character outside of the Justice League. Yeah. He's at this here. point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you know, even at that, the Justice League has a wide roster, but I can, you know, it's one of those things, name 15 characters that aren't mainline Justice League characters. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, we don't count because we work at a comic book store, but like your your average person, you're absolutely right. You know, and I I think that's why they keep gravitating towards Superman and Batman because everyone's gonna know who those characters are, and you can just keep telling the same stories with them over and over and over again. And you know, as one of the other things that I'm you know, look how much bat related material, and it's the same thing with Spider-Man. I feel the exact same way, Michael, you feel about Batman the way I feel about Spider-Man. And even at that, Batman, I'm not currently actively going out of my way to go read the next issue of of Batman. Um, I will continually keep up with it just so I know what's going on in the DC universe. But Spider-Man, I feel the same way. But when you look at some of the other things that are being developed later on is how much of it's actually Batman related. Suicide Squad, most of it's Batman characters. Gotham Knights, Batman characters. The Flash has Batman in it. Um, The Batman you have a Penguin TV show. You have a Gotham Central show supposed to be coming out. It's, they can't, Batgirl, you have all these things that you can't, you know, stray away from getting this main tentpole character that's carried DC for almost 80 years now. Um, and, you know, going into that, Dylan, what did you think uh, going on about Batgirl? You know, we haven't seen much going into that. And I'm intrigued to see Leslie Grace, but they, the costume reveal that they showed hadn't shown too much for that. It looks a little bit like the new 52 one, her first one in the new 52. And they can it- the red hair, so I'm excited about that. Um, I love Batgirl. She's my favorite bat. Barbara Gordon specifically is my favorite Gotham character. So I'm super excited about this. I'm still bummed that it's an HBO Max movie and not a theater movie. Um, but everything that they said in the panel made me more excited to watch it. And the key art looks really cool. It looks very Burnside-y, you know? You know she's so, on the clock tower. Yeah, so uh, it that, did, it didn't do much for me because they didn't give me much. But what they did, what they did, show I thought was really good. Yeah, and I I like the. I wish they showed they told just a little bit more story wise, and I know everyone's trying to figure out where it fits in the timeline on stuff, and that's kind of also one of the other things that I'm just kind of like, I don't need a timeline. These characters can coexist in different times, periods, whatever. They don't. We don't even to. need to talk about that because apparently, um, J.K. Simmons is going to be Commissioner Gordon, and then they're saying that Michael Keaton might be in it. 
So like, there's no what timeline? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, right. it, it easily could just be straight, uh, you know, post Flash and everything else. And so as we talk about that, and I don't, I don't know if I, I understand some of the complaints about it being on HBO Max, but also at the same time, look at what some of, and I know it's not the highest bar of caliber, but look at some of the Netflix original movies have done and Hulu original movies and Disney Plus original movies have done for things that may have not necessarily made it onto mainstream household names. I really enjoyed Luca. I really liked the opportunity that we got to see that on HBO Max at a time when, or Disney Plus when we weren't able to kind of thing. So I, I like it as an avenue to kind of introduce these characters on a more modest, maybe maxi series kind of style budget. I get that, but it does feel a little bit like what you were saying before where they're putting Batman and Superman and stuff in theaters and then sidelining the diverse characters so like Blue Beetle and Batgirl and stuff like that, you know? I just want yeah, them to have you know. I want them to have the same like level of prestige that they would give the other ones, but it's too early to say. It might be an amazing movie, but it just I think like the general perception of a streaming movie is like a notch below one that's in theaters. You know I, I, mean? I would I would agree with that too. And it, it'll be interesting to see if they maybe do something similar to what Netflix does and have a dual release on some of their movies um, where they'll put it on HBO Max and in theaters. And so actually, as you mentioned too, with Blue Beetle, what did you think on the costume there? I know it's once again, just more key art. Looks super accurate. It couldn't be better. I don't think, you know? Yeah, I'm... I liked that they had talked about um, bringing Jaime into his own without having Dan or Ted around um, just to give that aspect of let Jaime be the beetle grow on his own. But if you look at the key art too, there's a big giant Ted cord industries building behind him too. So he's not going to be completely out of the picture. I think that some people thought he was as you were, as you watch the fandom and you were reading the chats and everything else, it was, everyone's like, well, but what about, what about Ted Cord? Where's blue and gold? Where's all this stuff? And it's let him right. kind of be his own character. Yeah. Let's you know? not, no one, I don't know. I know some people love Ted Cord, I guess, but like, I don't think that's begging for a movie, you know, like this is the first Hispanic superhero movie ever, you know? Yeah. Unless you count like Zorro, you know? So like, let's give some other people the spotlight you know absolutely and it, it, it'll it'll be nice too because it, it's you know he had such a big impact coming off of young justice too um for for shows that i think he kind of resonated with fans pretty quickly in that and you see him through the comics and everything else and i like i i do like the idea that he will be finding the scarab and going off and doing that and um, I think Tyler Kirkham, who actually did a lot of the key art stuff, did a really good job at kind of helping design uh, what we saw there on, on the fandom. Yep, not a lot to go on, but it looks good. So, so far, so good. Um, then we got also got a trailer for Catwoman Hunted. This is the next uh, DC animated film. It comes out early, early in the year, uh, in next year. Um, it looks more anime than I thought it would. The I would agree with that. I kind of thought it was going to be more... I was excited for a more consistent animation style um, based on Long Halloween and the, that Superman movie and stuff, but it kind of seems like they're all over the place, which is fine. Yeah. I think it looks good, but um, it comes out, by the way, February 8th. Um, I don't know. I thought it looked fine. It has that I, I think, too. 
I think they're done with the idea of the shared animated universe right now. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems like. And 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 like Dylan says, I'm that's fine. So not, yeah, they don't they don't because do I, I, I really didn't like the new 52 animated universe and I hated that last uh Justice League Dark movie. Um <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Did we um, watch that, Dylan? I don't remember if I watched that. I don't think you did. No. I watched the Superman. I watched one of the, the first like reboot one. Yeah, you watched Superman Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. Um, once again, the JSA one was fine too, but no one cares about them. Oh. I didn't watch it. How's that here flying that JSA flag till he dies? Um, <laughs> yes, I will. Also, and Dylan, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack your storyboard here for a second. Uh, one thing that didn't put on your story, and as we talked about, Mr. Ethan Hawke being a genre jumper. Um, he is doing a kids animated show on HBO Max for Batman. <laughs> That's right. All right. He 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 is going to be in. He's going to be Batman in Bat Wheels. Bat Wheels. That's, uh, that's a real thing. It is a real thing. It, it, I promise you, it is. It's uh the it's cars meets the meets the Batman. Universe. Wow. Would you would you look at that screenshot? <laughs> that's exactly what you described. That is a Lightning McQueen, but. A Batmobile with a little paint what's, what's and a the, lot of luck. What's the age group uh, for this? Uh, this two is to, two be to seven. Preschool, yeah, this right? is definitely this is definitely two to seven. It's it, it's it's a weird concept to have because you're also going to have Duke Thomas, um, which I thought was a nice uh, change of pace for a kids animated show um, as Robin in this. Mm-hmm. It's weird because you're going to have this dynamic of anthropomorphic cars with also real real human characters in it. Um, so definitely going to think more in the same vein of like superhero squad show or, um, God, I think it's going to be a higher caliber of writing than teen Titans go. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I'd love so. that though. So they would love if it was as popular as teen Titans go, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw that too, with how many teen Titans go crossover tie-in things that they had going on at the same time, they had one for the wonder woman 80th and they're going to do one with doom patrol um there they had one with the dc superhero girls so that that was it, it amazes me how long that show has run it's it has its merits to it but at this point as much as i like the show when it first started i'm just done with it well yeah it's for toddlers so <laughs> i mean they i mean uh, speaking of the announced ones they announced uh teen titans go and dc superhero girls that's one of the movies together green lantern beware my power Battle of the Super Sons, which is going to be their first CG animated movie, and Batman Long Halloween, some deluxe, whatever. The two part that they did combined. Um, kind of like so, they did with the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, so, well, I don't know. Uh, as we're on the topic of animated, you know, once again, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Oh, no. Uh, here we go. And Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, that's what? the only thing I'm not... A- <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! This, oh my God! We're talking about DC League of Super Pets. This is a theater, theatrical, it's, it's, yeah, a theatrical release um, for you know, crypto, uh, Ace to Bad Hound, stuff like that. Look, okay, I love talking animal movies or talking talking superheroes and like talking animal superheroes. I should say I love that, but I don't know, dude. Uh, also has Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, and Natasha Leone. Isn't Keanu Leone. Reeves in it? Keanu too? Reeves, yeah. Yeah. It uh, looks very Secret Life of Pets, but DC. it does. 
It sure Which, does. You know, I'm I I like me and my super pets. My dog's name is Ace. There's a reason for that. Um, a big poker player. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this because we haven't had a crypto centric thing since the early 2000s with crypto, the super dog. Um, I'm not thrilled that it's Kevin Hart playing Ace the Bat Hound. That's awful. Um, that's, that's, that's not great casting. <laughs> we we get a full trailer in November for this one. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued. They also announced a video game for this. Yeah. That looked pretty akin to Superman 64, which terrifies me. Uh, oh boy. It, it's literally just showing crypto flying and blasting uh like Lex bots, it looks like. I mean, um all right. So I like this. I'm definitely going to go see it. Uh, of course. But I mean, I'll see it if we review it. I think that's sort of where I'm at. We with will, this movie. of course. Yeah, I know. Okay, moving on. We got a Naomi trailer. This is the CW show produced by Ava DuVernay. Um, yes. I thought it looked good. I did too. I mean, we didn't it, see a lot. Yeah, but it looked like elevated beyond a. Uh, the normal CW, I felt well, like. Also, I would like to know, what kind of a school is she attending? This is the, the bougiest school I've ever seen in my entire life. First of all, she's skateboarding in the hallway, and she's not getting tackled by a security guard. So there's that. Second of all, they got glass windows, or glass walls. Excuse me. not Glass <laughs> windows are common. Um, <laughs> glass you walls. Need what not, kind of windows you do you have? You need to question the settings in the DC CW universe. Everything is unnecessarily elevated. Oh, wait, is this CW? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. See, that, okay. that's what I mean. You didn't even know. It looks better than it did. what typical CW. Okay. You know what? All right. I'm here for it. I'll try it. I mean, it looked good anyway. So, And I like Ava DuVernay, so I'm down with that. It, it's one of those weird ones, too, that it feels like kind of in the same vein of like the first season of Stargirl, where it was kind of co-partnered with HBO Max. So they footed the bill for the, the CG which I feel like is something they might have not announced for this and that it was supposed to be necessarily an HBO Max, but then they were like, hey, we have a successful Superman show on CW, so let's just tie it to that. Well, I think they did reveal during fandom that they took all of the Flash's budget and put it into Naomi. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was nice mean, of the Flash to donate all their money. Um, is, that, is that how that worked? Did they come nicely to the Flash and say, hey, would you mind terribly... Would That's you fine. mind they'll, becoming Power Rangers so that we can have a good show? And they'll just cancel Legends of Tomorrow so Flash can have its budget back. Speaking I mean, of, it's not on here on the list, but there was a whole Flash CW panel, and literally all they talked about was the gold boots. Now he has the gold boots, like in the comics. Yeah. And that's all they talked about. Hey. And they would cut to someone to be like, thanks, Grant. I'm really excited about the gold boots, too. And they, it was all <laughs> about the gold boots. It was crazy. I felt like I was being pranked. They had nothing to say about the story. Well, I mean, what I mean, what would you say? I mean, the boots look cool. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justice League Phantoms. This is or sorry, Young Justice Phantoms. This is Young Justice season four. Uh, they surprise dropped two episodes on HBO Max. Um, I didn't actually watch the panel, but um, I looked at the little trailer thing and I was telling Hyde, Hyde's. I think maybe a little bit done with done with Young Justice, but I'm catching up on season three now. I'm enjoying it, even though it's all over the place. But this one seems like it's a little bit more focused on the characters that I care about. So I'm excited for this. Um, Michael, my- are you going to jump in on season four? Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, this is it. This is my time. I'm. I'm really. I'm ready. Really ready to take a deep dive 
into uh, Young Justice and get caught. No, dude, not at all. Hide. My thing with it is it's the same thing that I felt about the new 52 animated universe is I think they went overly graphic with the violence just to do the shock value. A little bit. And especially in that third season, I just, it got to a point where the violence didn't help the story. And it just felt like that they wanted to show these shocking things for these, the younger heroes. Um, I will keep watching it. I will probably end up binging it because I, I just won't do the weekly release for this one. Um, I'm already three seasons in and invested. It's the same thing that I feel about Titans. I will eventually get through season three. And now that with season four announced, I guess I will keep going. Um, I mean, you're committed uh, at this point. I'm committed at this point. The only, the only show that they announced that they were continuing was doom patrol and they didn't really have a panel for it, but I'm so excited that that's getting a season four. Um, that is one of, like you said, yeah, that is <laughs> doom, Michael. And I, if you haven't watched doom patrol, Michael, you should watch doom. Patrol. I haven't. Everyone tells me it's great. So it's so good. Especially if you like the Grant Morrison stuff. Um, Timothy Dalton plays a great chief. There's so much great character development and character heart in the show that I'm, I, I want them to bring Beast Boy from Titans into Doom Patrol just to give him something better to do. Yeah. I want him okay. to turn into another animal. Oh, what? You weren't happy with the bat? <sighs> Beast Boy, can only, he's not green, Michael, in Titans, and he can t- only turn into one animal. What? He turned into he turned into two now. He's two officially. Oh, two. Okay, cool. So so yeah, he's not Beast Boy then. He's what like Monkey Boy or something? Or uh, no, it's Tiger and a Tiger. Pet. That's all. That's Tiger all Boy. That's that's all he's turned into. Okay. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, Titan season season four. Woo! Uh, I keep thinking they'll learn their lesson each season and be better, and it doesn't seem like it's happening. So we'll see. People love now. It. They're they're bringing Roy in this season. Next season. Oh, they don't have enough characters. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, right. that's how you fix it. You just get more characters. More, 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 more. Yeah. Dylan, you're not, you're not, you're not caught up on season three, right? No. <laughs> there, there's literally a. Are point you gonna be? With... I haven't started it. Do Do you care about spoilers for it, Dylan? No. But spoilers, do you care? spoilers for a Titan season three. So there, there's literally, and Dylan, what what was Donna Troy's dumbest part in season two? Her death, or her death. She was obsessed. Okay, it's sorry, I could have gone on. There was more. Oh. Yeah, um, she literally dies at a carnival, getting crushed by lights. And so there's a scene in season three where she, the writers, like point out how stupid they were for writing her death. Well, that's and nice. she's like, she's like, nice I'm not, to acknowledge it. I'm I'm not happy. I died at a carnival, not saving people. I died by a falling light post, and that's her exact line. I mean, it's almost right. like they haven't earned the right to be self-deprecating because it's still bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't make fun of yourself. That's, if you that's still what suck. you do when you're on the other side. You know, like no, no, get good at writing first, and then we can do that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I haven't watched it, so maybe it's great. Now. Um. Mm. Okay. Here's the real incendiary article. Uh, DC Comics changed Superman's motto from "Truth, Justice, and the American Way" to "Truth, Justice, and a Better Tomorrow." I think it makes sense. He's the man, quote, man of tomorrow, you know? Um, and he's not like just an American superhero. He like protects he's not, the whole world. I mean, he's not from well, here. And the thing is, is the truth, justice in the American way is not necessarily his motto. That was for the 1940s radio dramas that were coming out during the war. 
And that was to help promote the war effort. That wasn't anything that was specifically designed to be in the comics brand, but it became such a huge thing because they wanted to push the American ideal um, and fight for your country during World War II. And so that's where that really comes from. And I like the idea, especially if Jonathan takes up that kind of ideology as well. Because I think this is, right now, I think they've only said it's for action comics, if I remember correctly. They didn't say it was for uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El. Okay. Well, uh, that's a whole other can of worms. Right. <laughs> um, but I, you know, he's, he is, he's not Captain America. Well, he's he is not, to some people, which is interesting because I mean, there's a whole we could get into it, but yeah, well, yeah, do we? He's really not even American. He's literally an alien, you know. He's an immigrant, right. <laughs> and so yeah, why uh, wouldn't you want the world to be better for everyone? And so I, I like that, especially, and I think it's it's a long time coming for them to kind of update this. It feels like a natural update, like not forced, you know? Yeah, I would agree. He isn't even. I feel like, like you said, that's not, that hasn't even been the motto. Like, when was the last time we heard that? You know, I I don't. For Reeves, I, I'd be surprised if they if they was still using that. I mean, I'm not reading yeah. Superman, but like, like no, still- actually, actually, that's not true because they used that in the, this. Actually, when more I think about it, this is not the first time they did this. I think Dan Jurges redid it around Superman 100 because I remember, weirdly enough, a certain news channel was very upset about it. Sounds right. Was Dean Kane um, on? Yeah, yes. I bet you they got him in. <laughs> um, so this is not the first time they, they've tried to change the motto. I think that they just did this better and it's just a more natural progression for him. Um, so I'm excited. And I really, if you guys haven't been reading it, read Superman Son of Kal-El. Um, that series has just been great. Yes. I, and, well, I'll uh, read that, that liberal agenda book. <laughs> uh, we we did have some people drop it. Um, did you really? I did. Oh, that's a shame. I had people asking for four copies. Yeah, I mean, so take that. We, we we also judge those people pretty harshly. So, uh, well. <laughs> you know, uh, it is what it is. Anyway, moving on. That's my last story, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, we ended on a on a high note. Okay. Well. um the, the last thing I guess we can say is that uh, that Cowboy Bebop trailer came out today. It's not on anybody's news. But anybody see that? It wasn't. I, yeah. And it was like a little like lost footage thing. They said it wasn't even right. like a it was like a short. Why are they dancing yeah. around this? <laughs> Just give me give me give me the real thing. It's going to so be I, bad, I, Michael. Is it? No, stop it. Yes, it's going to be bad. You will be the that. first good anime adaptation ever. I mean, I hope not, it's good. You, I, I do too, but Dylan, go away. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. So, uh, I was gonna get your pre-ranking for Dune, Dylan, but we saw it already. We uh, already pre-ranked it. Remember? D- oh yeah, we did. We did. Look at that. Um, I'll get. I'll have to get Monica's verbally because uh, she's on the Dune review next week. Um, Are you excited for Dune Hide? God, I'm so excited for this movie, dude. I. It's the great. fact the fact that you ignored my text message when I asked you how it was after the screening kind of hurt because I really wanted to know how it was, but at the same time I didn't. <laughs> okay, because we had a whole other conversation about it, like late, like right after I'd asked you how it was. Um, I 
the Dune poster is already up in my household. Nice. Which one? That uh, the, the the theatrical, the theatrical one, the one nice. where he's walking and it's everyone in the, the kind of the IMAX one. Nice. Um, well, I, I think I take the cake for the biggest Dune fan because today I bought. Okay, let's hear it. I Hold bought. I purchased the Fortnite skin pack and the accessories <laughs> pack, which included sand walking. Oh boy. Um, on yeah, on Fortnite, you get Timothy Chalamet and Zadea, Paul and Johnny. Um, they look great. So I just it's uh-huh. tw- up for twenty three hours only. So if you're listening to this, you don't have long. It's too late. If so you're listening it. to yeah, this, prob- actually, this well, point. no, I mean, you might have a few hours if you, if you listen to it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but that's exciting. I need to buy it. What system? What system are you buying it on, Dylan? PS Five. You already know. Oh well, yeah. I guess we're not playing then. You can crossplay. Oh, you can. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, Fortnite has for, it. Yeah, Fortnite Among Us, those kind of party games. Well, there we go. I'll have it. Uh, but Dylan, I'm the bigger Dune fan because I bought the. Uh, yeah, the I'm, co- I'm kidding. I bought the collector's edition uh, RPG book that was 110. dollars I didn't realize what I was committing to when I ordered it. <laughs> I was like, oh, surprised you missed an opportunity to rub in my face. The other. Oh, I was going to get there. Got... I was going to get there. All right, uh, let's hear it. I, I also did score the Mondo poster, the one of the oh, three Mondo you... posters. I did. I got the I, I got the vinyl as as well. Um I got the I got the Dune one. I got the the red one. That's the one that I wanted the most. I didn't get the 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 main the I guess the cover A, whatever you'd call it. Cuz it's I'm also the for you. Yeah, I know. Hey. I had four people at computers trying to help me get this and we all failed. I don't Flops. know how I don't know how I got beginner's luck. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, probably. I just yeah I I really wanted one of those Dune Mondos and uh I've got uh, I didn't get the Mondo record but I've got the record on pre-order over at uh, Cactus Music. Okay, what so with Mondo drops in the future like is it I'm guessing it it helps my chance to only buy one rather than try to add to cart add to cart check mm-hmm. out right right yes no didn't yeah that happened to Ron one time right didn't he try to he get something added it to the cart yeah. and then I mean mess- I also only tried to get one this time. And okay. they're normally not this limited. It was limited to 175. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, I'm not going to get one of those. And I, I did try it. Just, it, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but deep down I believed and the <laughs> angels in the outfield hurt me. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it might've helped me. I was at, I was at home and I was on my wired internet, you know, I was like onto the router. There's no Wi-Fi here. This was like, I was on the AT&T fiber ethernet connected at bedrock. I, I mean, I have no excuse. Yeah. I, I, I was about to say, I was, I was also at bedrock. So I was logged in. Well, I, you I know, had the PayPal checkout set up to be the fastest checkout. I had to say the, uh, shy Halud has smiled upon me this day and, uh, you know, d- go see Dune this week. Everybody I'd go see Dune this week. <sighs> so, well, I guess, I guess that's a, here's a question for you. It's going to be preview night tonight actually um wednesday on hbo max should i watch it before seeing no it, it comes out no. thursday on hbo max no they're doing they're, they're actually releasing it at 6 p.m on no, HBO it's max. 6 p.m on thursday i swear I'm gonna it was sp- gonna be friday and then they moved it up to 6 p.m thursday either way i think if no no theatrical, don't watch it before the theaters no, you're gonna even see it, it theatrically even if, yeah even if it was wednesday just wait see it theatrically this is, that goes for everyone if you feel comfortable going to the theaters uh and you're not and you're on the fence go to the theater and go see IMAX it is uh the Denis Villeneuve uh, preferred way to see it and uh 
if Denny Villeneuve is going to bless us with this film, then we need to honor him. We and need Dune 2. Yeah, for real. I'll take Dune 2 and the spinoffs that they talked about. And Last thing, Dylan, for the uh, RPG books, since you've read the first book, uh, the RPG books, they're doing uh, uh, different houses as the collector's editions as they release them. So they've only got one book out. And the first house, you would assume, is Atreides. Atreides? Yes. Yeah, uh, it's no. no. Or Conan. No. What is it? Uh, Carino. Really? Like, who? Who is that? They're the people in the beginning of the movie who come down and say, hey, Atreides, go to Arrakis. Yeah, they're the, they're oh. the, they're the liaisons at the... It's like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no guarantee that you're going to sell enough units to make a make a, a more of this stuff. And That's very I, DC of them. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, of course, we're going to put out 30 books. You know, we'll see. But anyway, that's it for us. Um, thank you, Hyde, so much for uh, coming back uh, as a as a guest host on this one. Really appreciate you uh, filling in Ron's Ron's spot. Well, thanks for having me again. Of course, um, and uh, make sure you all stu- uh, stay tuned in for the rest of the year as we have a bunch of uh, rotating casts uh, from your favorite Bedrock City locations. I think we have every store lo- uh, represented except for Spring. <laughs> I think no one there asked. Uh, but you know we'll, we'll we'll try to we'll try to remedy that. You know we'll try to we'll, I'll reach out to him see if we can get somebody on. Yeah. But anyway, um, we really appreciate all the support. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye. This is Dylan. Uh, this is Hyde. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>